Across the Line podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and today I took the podcast on the road down in Atlanta right now, and I'm sitting with actor and comedian, Mr. Daisy Banks. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Okay. And I got to I got to tell you my story of how I I, I found you. Uh-huh. Uh, I was actually working at a radio station, Intercom Radio Station, about a year ago. Okay. And uh, I had just finished producing one of the radio shows, so it, it was like around four four thirty. And I get on Twitter, and it's Remy and and uh, Nicki Minaj okay. that uh, trending. Oh yeah. So I'm like, what's going on? So I'll go ahead and and I click on go everything that's trending, uh-huh. and I look at the video, and I find your video. You out on, out on the porch. Uh-huh. Talking, talking about how she's just straight bodied, uh, Nikki, yeah, which yeah. she did. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then what got me was like this music. The music. Sad yeah, 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 like, yeah, how yeah. in the world did you even come up with something like that? With the music? Yeah, all of it. Well, it, I, it happened kind of quick. It did. Uh, and it was a thing that I was I was doing, you know what I'm saying, with the slow music and the videos that I was doing. It's like a little slow tone type of dramatic, dramedy type of, you know what I'm saying, situation. Right. I was just finding like different things and turning into funny things. So, for that situation with the river moment, you know, nigga, my, I, I try to make it sad but funny. Yeah. And that music just made it so much better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the music killed dun, me. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, that music, and it's so crazy. After I did it like a few times, I started hearing it on commercials. Yeah. Like in real commercials, you know what I'm saying? It's so crazy. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah, it got me every time. But let, let, let's go back to the beginning a little bit. I read an article that you did with Control Magazine, and mm-hmm. you said you first started on Vine. Yep, right? in 2012. Yeah. Right. And they said the first video you did went viral. First video I ever did. It was a Atlanta Talk video. Word. Yeah. So, Word. and it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, dang. Like, my homeboy was telling me, like, man, you need to join Vine, man. You know, I think it'd be something good for you. Right. I didn't know what Vine was at first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he showed me, he's like, where a lot of people make funny videos. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I said, okay, I tried. I tried it. First video I made, man, Atlanta Talk video. Boom, it went viral. So after that, I just stayed, kept, you know, being consistent with it. You know, but I didn't take it as serious as I'm taking it now, though. How come so, you didn't take it serious at first, at first? Because I was into sports. I was playing football. You know what I'm saying? I was in college. You know, I didn't really had a time to, like, just really just boom, boom, boom. You right. know what I'm saying? So, but after I graduated from college, you know, in 2015, that's when I really started taking my acting and comedy serious. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's when I moved to Instagram and started building that platform and, um, started taking acting classes, you know, and different things like that. So, so growing up, were you kind of like a class clown, getting in trouble, anything like that? I was funny. Wow. You know, I, I I won most humans in high school. Um, you know, I I grew up this funny kid. You know, making everybody laugh in the family, and you know, but I, it's so crazy. I never did do it around my mom. My mom didn't know I was this person until like maybe like a year or two ago. Really. Cause I was so laid back and cool around her. I didn't want her to see. You know, I thought she was gonna whoop my ass or something. Right. You know <laughs> so you know, but I always watch like you know, growing up watching like Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, Professor Harlem Nights and anything Eddie Murphy did, I watch. Right. You know, Martin. I love mm-hmm. Martin. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Classic. Classic. You know what I'm saying? So, and that kind of like got into me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I always knew I wanted to be on TV. I just didn't know what I was gonna be on TV for at that time. Right. You know, so. Now, as I look back, it's like I was watching my future. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Not even knowing. So, so right out of college, you just went straight into it. Did you work any kind of like side jobs, maybe like retail, anything, or you went all the way in? Yeah, I did get a job. I, I, um, I got a job at Smoothie King. I was working at Smoothie King for like a, maybe like almost a year, and I was like, no, nah, man, fuck right. that. You know, this I gotta do something else. Right. And that's when I tapped 
back into my purpose, man, with the comedy and the acting. And it's like, I thought football was it, but it's like God had something way bigger for mm-hmm. me. And to be able to connect to millions of followers, you know, it's, it's purpose into that, you know. So what was the social media platform that you used that helped you kind of, I know you said Vine was going viral, but you didn't take it serious. But then after that, when you went back into comedy, what was the social media platform that helped you like just take off? It was Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Instagram. What is it like um, for you right now, when you go around town, uh, you got a millions, millions of followers. How is it around for you now? Like when you go around town, do people like easily recognize you or is it kind of? Like, yeah, some people do recognize me, man. Mm-hmm. I just say it's a great thing. It's something that I won't get. I don't want to ever get used to. I just always love the feeling, you know, when somebody like me in a positive, you know, positive light, you right. know what I'm saying, doing, you know, what I was created to do. So I look at it as something good, man. I'm very thankful right. to be, you know, have supporters just like that. So, um, Would you consider yourself a celebrity or do you... Not thinking yourself that way. I don't even think about that. Mm-hmm. I just look at myself as being who I am, you know, right. and doing what I do. I mean, I think the people label you, right? You know what I'm saying? When it comes to situations like that, I just think I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of comedians. They tend to take sometimes their like some of their personal experience, like family issue, whatever it is, like something that kind of hurt them, and they kind of turn it into laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff that people can relate to. What what do you get your inspiration for for some of your content? Oh, for, oh, for sure. Um, relatable situations, you know, and stuff that I went through when I was a little kid, you know, growing up. And my characters come from real people in my family. Right. You know, my grandma and my uncle Earl, you know, all them people are real people. Mm-hmm. You know, and little Jenny was being me when I was a kid. So it's like all real life. And I try to tap into what people go through every day. Right. You know, dealing with relationship problems, baby mama drama, side chicks, all that. You know, the real stuff. Right. And... I- that's I, what connect. I was gonna say one of my favorites is the barbershop. Oh, the barbershop, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. you know you gotta be right with your barber for man. sure, all for sure. the time. That's one of my favorites. Is it is it pressure for you though to to kind of live up to all of your skits? Like once you do one, you know it's like you want the next one to be better than next. Do you kind of take that as pressure, or how how did how did you do handle that? Um, I'm I'm not gonna say it's pressure because each video I just try to be myself. Mm-hmm. And just try to raise the stakes each and every time, you know what I'm saying. Give the people what they want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just being yourself, not you ain't got to try too hard. You know what I'm saying. And you connect with them right. You know, everything will be good. You know, I I try to at least drop at least two or three videos a week. Right. You know to get you know get a people that. But you know in the beginning stages, man, I use that. You used that to drop like four, five, six videos a week right. just to stay consistent and stay in their face. Mm-hmm. But it's like now, once you get to a point, you know, you can like slow down and pace yourself and do different things now and, you know, you know, drop it here and there when you want to. Right. Now, that would kind of answer one of my next questions because I was going to ask you, like, the era that we live in now is kind of like you have to stay consistent and keep putting stuff out because as soon as something comes, then it gets old quickly. Kind of like music. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll listen to something maybe for a few days or something, then it's like on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like with content, you have to keep pushing it out in a way. So that, that did kind of answer one of my questions. So mm-hmm. for you, um, how long have you actually been doing uh, the transition for from just doing, going to stand-up, from just doing your skits and then going to stand-up? How, how was that transition? Well, it's different. You know, I would say the stage is totally different, you know, than Instagram. You know, Instagram... You got so many takes, 
to be able to get the right take. You know, with the stage, it's like it's one take, and that's it. You know, ain't no going right. back. So you really just gotta prepare yourself in a different way. You know what I'm saying? You really have to study the stage. You know, with Instagram, you got a script and you can write it out boom, boom, how you want to do it. Y'all can go over as many times to get the right take. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I've been doing the stand up for now six months now. Six months. You know, seriously. And it's been growing. You know, so I'm going through the process with it. But everything, you know, as you continue to stay on the stage, you continue to grow and get better. It was like a frightful feeling at first, or were you, did you feel kind of comfortable? Like, in your oh, zone? yeah, I was. I was nervous, yeah. That was like one of my biggest fears, you know, mm-hmm. stage, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, once I took that leap, you know, got around some great people that, you know, that pushed me to that, you know, it was it got good for me. One of my um favorite podcasts that I listen to is uh Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz. And Schultz, he's a comedian as well. And he says things like he doesn't like to watch other comedians because he doesn't want to kind of take bits and pieces from them and add it to what his crap. Do you do you like to study other comedians, or do you like, or do you not try to stay from the way that way you don't try to follow their footsteps? Oh, I do. I watch other comedians, uh, especially you know the ones that can inspire me to you know mm-hmm. do what I do. I think what what the people say is that they probably take jokes. You know, I try not to be in the area of taking jokes. I get ideas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like for example, I watch Richard Pryor. I watch Eddie Murphy. I watch people like that, and they like inspire me. You know and different situations that I deal with with my jokes. So are those are those two your favorite comedians? Uh, Eddie Murphy. Or? Eddie Murphy is my number one. I love mm-hmm. Richard Pryor, Martin, Jamie Foxx, uh, Mike Epps, mm-hmm. like my top five. Yeah, I like Mike Epps. Yeah. Is it certain topics you know nowadays it's like society's real very sensitive to certain things that you can touch on? Is it are there any topics that you like to try to stay away from or is it Yeah I don't do politics. Politics. Yeah, I stay away from that Trump that I, I don't want to be around. I don't talk yeah. about stuff like that. I don't really hear Kevin Hart do a lot of. Yeah, I, I like a lot of his stuff is kind of like family related yeah. or whatever. He, he tries to stay away from those yeah. politics as well. Yeah. Do other comedians try to reach out to you on social media? As yeah, I mean, what, what you mean like just just say good job or anything, just hit you up or oh, yeah. tweet you or anything. Yeah, I mean, some some do, some don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you pay attention to social media at all? Like, of course. What you're doing puts you in the spotlight, so of course it's going to be critics. But do you go read uh, comments or pay pay attention to it? Of, of mine, of, my, of, of yours, yeah. Like yeah, what people I, say about you. Of course, I look at it. Yeah. It doesn't bother you when you see negative comments, or you just keep. It used to. It used to, you know. But now, you know, as you grow and you like, I mean, everybody ain't gonna like you. Right. That's just, you know, that we, you know, if everybody like you, then, you know, so. Who who would you say are some of your mentors that helped you get to where you are right now? Mentors? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, mentor. I mean, the people is family is what helped me. You know, the people that I am around every day, who I'm dealing with every day is. But as a mentor, I ain't. I, I really ain't. As far as what I do, I don't really have a mentor. Right. Yeah. You know, I have a maybe like an active mentor. I can, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Nah. Do you yeah. feel like old school comedians that they kind of relate to to the new the new era of comedians? Because you guys are pretty much like you said, with social media, it helped you blow up. And it's like all you have to do is take a camera and just and record yourself and then just put it out there, and it's easily easy for everybody to see. Back then, they kind of had a different grind. Do you feel like those comedians kind of respect you guys in a in a certain way? Yeah, uh, some. Mm-hmm. Some do, 
some will respect you once you hit the stage and once they see that you can do it you know that's gonna be the talk oh he's social media funny but can he do stand up do he got five minutes you know do he got 10 minutes how long you know how long can he do on stage mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but it's some comedians that say hey man teach me how to do it you know what i'm saying teach me and you teach me on social media and i teach you on the stage you know what i'm saying you can crisscross like that mm-hmm. and that's how y'all can come up together you know so um, another thing in the article you said that you had to talk to God and see what he had for you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you kind of finally found your purpose? Um, I would say I'm in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing I would say at least 85 to 90% of it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still climbing to, you know, learn, you know, what he got. But it, it can be some totally different every day. Mm-hmm. You know, but I try to stay in tune with him. You know, mm-hmm. I try to I always speak God to my every day. I don't miss a day without praying. I'm talking about consistently. How I'm consistently with, you know, with my comedy and my acting, you got to be consistent with God just like that. Mm-hmm. So we got to be just, you know, everything got to be just like that. You know, that's how I feel like in order for me to accomplish what I want, you know, in life, I got to have God. I can't do it without him. Mm-hmm. So. And it's amazing because like when I talk to other people, like mentors and business owners, they'll say that just following their purpose, it opened up different doors for them. Like some of them are in, into public speaking and, and different things like that. And and for me, doing what I've been doing, um, my, my passion was sports. So covering sports is what got me into doing doing this right here. Mm-hmm. So now it's opening up more doors, opportunity to sit with you and, and other people. So it's amazing to see how when you follow your purpose, that that opens up more opportunities for you. And like you said, you started out as just doing skits, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you're doing uh, plays. Uh, what, what, what would you say would be next for you? Next for me? Mm-hmm. Of course, stand-up, movies, you know, TV shows, stuff like that. Next level stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the main thing, you know, I'm trying to get to right now. So, do, Does your family, do they look at you differently now, or do they still look at you as Desi the kid? Bro, like, uh, they, they, <laughs> Um... It's kind of started to change a little bit. You know, they start to see me in a different light, especially my mom. Right. You know, like I said, she never did used to see me doing this. She always thought I was, you know, my, my, my mama thought I was a lame. You know? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. She, you know, she, she never saw me doing this. You know, like, when I was around her, I used to be always cool, man. I used to be chilling. I wouldn't, you know, but once she seen me start doing this stuff on social media, her first thing was like, what the hell? Yeah. You know? Did she, did she like to see you using, because you know some of your stuff you can use curse words. Yeah. Did, she, did that bother her at first? It did. It did. You know, mm-hmm. that's what, you know, that was something new to her. And like right now, she, it's kind of tough. She don't want to come to the shows right now because she's like, I don't want to hear you say that. Wow. You know, but she still support me. Like, you know, if you come to like films that I'm in and, you know, go support, you know, short films, stuff like that. She'll watch that stuff. But as far as like stand up, you know what I'm saying? Or she like, you know, for example, she liked stuff that I do with um, Charlene. Mm-hmm. She liked that old stuff, you know what I'm saying? Ain't too much. It's, it's like clean. She like clean comedy. Right. You know, so. she's so, But I'm, she she's enjoying what I'm doing, man. She she know that I love it and she know it's purpose in it for me. So Have you come to a point now to where as you continue to grow that you may have to kind of watch who, who's around you where you may have to cut some people off? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now, I don't. I don't have a lot of friends right now, you know, but when you're going, you know, 
when God is taking you places, you know, like they say, you know, a lot of people are not going to be able to come with you because everybody not on the same, you know, to have the same mindset and have the the, ordain, the the destiny, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. for you, you know, for your destination. So. I was wondering, you know, sometimes your parents may kind of back to what you were saying. <laughs> you say your mom thought you were lame. Yeah, she did. But um, sometimes, you know, your parents might have a different vision of what they want you to be. Did your mom or anybody else in your family kind of have like a vision of what they want to yeah. see from you? Yeah, like I said, I've been playing sports all my life. Mm-hmm. So my mama knew I was going to be playing sports. Like I said, she never saw me do comedy until like two years ago, wow. maybe a year or two ago. And what really hit her for real is when I I was in a movie called Love by Chance, and I had to go to South Africa for like eleven days for you know for the film. Wow! And that's when she was like, "Boy, I ain't even never went to South Africa," you know. Yeah. And she, you know, she heard the people that was in it. You know, you had Terry J. Vaughn. You know, you got Clifton Powell. You got. Um, Carl Payne, you know, you got um, Tondo Akani, who's actually in Black Panther, you mm-hmm. know, his father, and then multiples of, you know what I'm saying, different films. Right. And that's when it's like, oh, he's doing it. You know, it wasn't a, never a, a dislike or a disagree. It was just like, as long as you're doing something that's positive and you love to do it, you know, do it. You know, she always going to support me in everything that I do. What, what was it like to be around some of those other actors and actress, actresses? kind of like a humbling experience for you? Oh, most definitely. Especially it was inspiring to like, you know, being a film that you, you know, you watch growing up, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was just something big, you know. I, I know you got to go, but like you say, you, I want to talk a little bit about sports because that's that's what got me into doing what I do. And I know you said you play sport. You say you played football, right? Uh-huh. What position did you play? Receiver. Really? Receiver. Okay. I played a little bit in high school, but I was trash. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I played football and basketball. But, uh, well, you know, it's not favorite back. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, like we were saying, we talked, we were talking about uh, basketball a little bit earlier. I and mean, what's right now, LeBron is down 3-0. So what do you see for him? Who? Is it? What? Just like that. No, I, I, um, I hope you don't get swept. Yeah. I mean, he win one. But forward out of there. I don't know if he's going. I don't know where he's going. I want to yeah. know where he's going next. It ain't gonna be Cleveland. Let somebody come get him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want him to come to Atlanta? Play uh, for the Hawks? Oh yeah, come on. We'll love that. <laughs> I'm gonna never be a LeBron fan. Cause it's, it's bad around here right now for Atlanta. They, oh yeah, he yeah. will love him here. Yeah, we'll go crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm a Lakers fan, but I don't really want to see him oh, yeah. come to LA. Yeah, uh, I just think at some point you get old. Yeah. But uh, I just, I think he's going to Houston. Really? Yeah. I don't see it. I see it. Well, Harden and Chris Paul. I see Ball, it. I see it. Just to go get a ring. Just to go get a ring. I, see I, that. I don't think that's good enough to beat Golden State yet. I still think Golden State. That'd be a good. That'd be real good though. It's Golden State just got too much, man. Yeah, they it's, they gonna be like that for like the next five years. Though. Yeah, especially if they keep everybody intact. Yeah, I, I, they I think, yeah, they ain't going nowhere. I'm saying what I'm looking at. I I still believe it's a chance that he will end up going back to Miami. I don't think he'll go to Philly. Who, LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. I don't think he'll go to Philly because of Ben Simmons and Embiid. And it, him and Ben Simmons, I, I don't know how they will fit because 
Ben, ben is pretty much like a point ball for them as well. Mm-hmm. And he's and I think he likes to handle the ball. LeBron likes to handle the ball. So I, I don't know how that – I think Pat Riley will find a way to clean house, find a way to get him and D-Wade and try to maybe land Melo. Because I, I do – I still say I think those guys want to play together at least once before they hang it up. Uh-huh. Him, Melo, D-Wade, you know they're tight. Yeah. So I, I think – if. If he goes anywhere, I would say Pat Riley will try to figure out a way to get those guys to team up in Miami. I mean, it's, it's okay. a chance, but right. you never know. Um, but that's, I guess that's, so you're saying Houston is the destination for him? I think so. Because, you know, Harden ain't got to read, man. He deserves one. He just, I, he, come he was close, but, you know, Steph and KD, they, it just lights out. Yeah. Yeah. One more. Super Bowl uh, chat. <laughs> speaking of Super Bowl, are you a Falcons fan? Yes. What's what's going on with the Falcons this year? What do you see? Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, see, I ain't gonna talk about my Falcons. Not on camera. <laughs> but um, we're gonna be all right though. Think so. We um we just gotta finish, man. Yeah. We, we gotta finish, man. I said we first Bowl. have Super Bowl champions. I can say that. First half, Super first Bowl. First half. <laughs> we need to get the hair and then cut the ring in half. And, you know, I believe the um, glue, it, glue one side. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the Super Bowl will be up, yeah, it'll be here. up here this mm-hmm. year. But I don't know if if your guys will be in it this year. I want to say it again? You think they'll be in it this year? Who, the Falcons? Falcons, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, see, I think, see, what I think, see, last year, I think it was just a setup. You know, they didn't want to make it last year because, you know, they want to be at the dome. Yeah, the house is, yeah. 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 So, we're going to win. We'll, we'll see. If I had to say right now, I think. Um, You're a Panthers I'm, fan. No, no, I'm a Baltimore fan. I'm a Ravens fan. I okay. mean, I, I support Carolina because that's the home team. But for me, I just grew up. Um, just rooting for Baltimore. Even when we didn't have a, a lick of offense, we had right. terrible quarterbacks, uh, Trent Dilfer, Elvis Gerback, Tony Banks, right. uh, Kyle Boyle. We, we just been terrible, but mm-hmm. we always had defense. So that's kind of what drew me to Baltimore. But now I'm ready to get this Lamar Jackson thing era going because I'm, I'm done with Joe Flacco. Yeah. I, I don't think we'll be hitting pretty good this year. I think we'll probably end up missing the playoffs again. But I, I still say I like – I like what San Diego did, and I think um, New, uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Those will be my two Super Bowl picks. Right. If if they if they have, who would you say out the AFC? New England or Pittsburgh? Who, who would you say right now? Mm-hmm. Going back, I mean, man, you can never go against Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I'm t- I'm sorry to say it, but you know, he liked LeBron. Right. Well, LeBron like him. Pretty much, yeah. But Brady wins a little bit more than. LeBron. Yeah, Brady just he on another level. Yeah, you know that. Man, I wish we had somebody like Brady, but Matt Ryan, he'd be alright. Just paid him big money too. Yeah, man, big money. paid a lot of money, so he deserved to get him a ring now. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll see. Um, let's get ready to wrap it up. Um, okay, cool, before we um get out of here, what do you ultimately want to achieve? What I want to achieve? Ultimate, like, what's the ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to be higher my purpose, man. Just purpose. everything that's level at what I do. You know what I'm saying? Just continue to do what I do every day. You know what I'm saying? 
that's the ultimate goal. Well, I appreciate you. So I wish you best of luck, Daisy. I want to thank you, man, because I know you got to go. You've been uh, so, as far as this mentor thing, I don't have a mentor, but it's I have it's a lot of comedians that I was able to like speak to, and they like gave me some wisdom, you know. So I want to say shout out to Ricky Smiley. I want to say shout out to my dog Shula King. Um, uh, uh, who else? What's other comedians? Who I speak? Steve, Steve, Steve Brown. Yeah, Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb. Yeah, he gave me wisdom. I think uh, he was just down our way maybe like a month or so ago. Yeah. Corey Holcomb was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sean Larkin. Yeah, a lot of them, man. So. All right, man. Yeah. Well, Desi, I appreciate you, man. I want to hold you up. Um, yeah. Good luck in everything you do, man. And uh, before we get out of here, do you want to give the people your social media to tell everybody how to find you? Yes, man. You can find me on Instagram at I am Desi Banks, Facebook at Desi Banks for real, Twitter at Ambition Banks 5, YouTube at I am Desi Banks. Well, Desi, I appreciate you, man. I wish you the best of luck. Keep doing what you're doing, and you know we'll always support you. I appreciate it, man. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it. It's been the Cross the Line Podcast. Until next time, keep chasing dreams. Be blessed. Awesome.